3: The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. People ask me, were
4: you, uh, you know, were you were, You must have been the class clown. And
1: I say, uh, no, I wasn't. The
3: Bob Seska Show.
1: From our nation's capital, it is Wednesday, January 18, 2023. And this is the Bob Seska interview on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob.
2: Hello, Bob.
1: Hi, day 728 of the Biden-Harris administration, 657 days until the 24th presidential election. Find me on Instagram, TheBobSeska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go. Our Patreon is BobSescashow.com. So here we are again. It's Cliff Schechter Day on the podcast. Cliff joins us every month or so, and as usual, he always brings the heat, as they say. And today we're gonna talk about why Cliff was blacklisted by MSNBC. We're going to dig into whether the biden documents might have been planted we're also going to talk about where the political discourse is headed and whether our politics will lead to some sort of catastrophe a civil war or an economic meltdown or both or will the pendulum swing back to normalcy before any of that occurs so stick around for this one you can find cliff on social media at cliff schecter and on youtube youtube.com slash c schecter links in the description as always Meantime, please help support this show by subscribing to our Patreon at bobseskashow.com. Okay. Strap in. Here's Cliff.
3: More fun, more music, the Bob show.
1: Were you blacklisted at some point by MSNBC? Is there like a I reason? Was.
5: Yeah, you were? Yes, I was. Yes. Um, for the very same reason that, um, Some of your listeners and some folks who follow me now, uh, and there's overlap there, of course, know who I am
2: because um,
5: I I, I just, you know, it didn't cross my mind. I mean, I'm not trying to – this is not bravado or whatever, right? Um, It just – it never crossed my mind that I was supposed to go on these channels and look somebody in the face who, you know, could look you in the eyes and lie. Yeah. but could look you in the eyes and lie and know that you know that they're lying and lie and know that, you know, that they know that they're lying. Yes. And yet still do it mm-hmm. and still do it. Like it's, you know, and, and, you know, the, 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 I guess I just didn't understand the little culture of and people have to remember this was MSNBC when Tucker Carlson had a show Yeah, when Alan Keyes had a show.
1: Alan Keyes is making sense. Right.
5: Right. And that raging lunatic. Um, from, what was his name? Um, the one from San Francisco who was like a right-wing radio guy. Uh, Horowitz or something. What was it? He was Jewish, but it converted to I don't know. Satanism? I don't, I oh, no uh, Mike, Michael Savage? Are you talking about Yes, Michael Savage? His real name was not Savage. It no. Like Wiener. Something that, like, I would make a joke about. Oh, it was Michael somebody. Wiener. See, I, I knew it. It was something I'd make a joke <laughs> about. And by the way, I can get away with everybody because I'm Jewish, so haha. <laughs> um, but uh, I had totally
1: forgotten that Michael nope. Savage had a show on MSNBC, your liberal media, ladies and
5: gentlemen. He is a fucking go.
1: demon. How did he get I mean, on he, the he's MSNBC? He's not a
5: sane person. Like There's some of these people that are arrogant as hell and craven as hell and are, are doing it for the money and, and are evil in that they're so they don't care about anybody. And that's sure. obviously a form of being. And that would be like Sean Hannity. Yeah, yeah, right. But yeah. but Michael Savage was literally somebody like who thought might have thought little blue people were coming to get him that day. <laughs> you know what I mean, like he wasn't he wasn't existing in the same reality as the rest of us. Yeah, he was a for a forerunner of MAGA, you could say. Um, right. So yeah, they had they had all those guys on there. So so you know the culture was, and and, and it changed somewhat, but clearly not fully. <laughs> uh, there's a, there's a reason I still I don't get a lot of invitations from MSNBC these days. I'm I'm, I'm quite okay with that. Yeah. Um, you know, there have been times in between once they lifted the band that they've invited me back on. If a piece of mine, the Daily Beast, went kind of viral or something. But in, in my sort of whatever, I've never pitched to be on a lot because, I, you know, I, I don't like cable TV overall. But I digress. What happened was they um I, I went on and there there are these two stooges. One of them was Cleta Mitchell, who everybody knows. Or yes, of course. Know Famously. But. But one that I beat up on a couple of times, it just didn't go quite as viral. And, and, but also was just the famous and now infamous doofus. He's been part of the whole Trump thing too. He just, he, you know, again, he's like a forest Gump who shows up <laughs> only when like laws are being, you know, he's the forest Gump of, of historical events like Roger Stone and like <laughs> Matt Schlapp, which we'll make more jokes about as time goes on. Sure. But only, only if, if evil is being done and laws are being broken, that's Brad Blakeman. If you know who that, that crud is. Oh yeah.
1: I, God, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time.
5: Yeah. Wow. Oh, now he looks a lot older, poor guy, but he comes on, I'll see him every once in a while. I'll see, as I said, I don't watch those shows, but I see clips of them on, on Twitter and places like that. And I'll see him Be Oh my God. You know, like he just, I mean, he was human white bread is what he was. (laughs) Like you couldn't get whiter than Brad Blakeman if you put like talcum powder on top of cocaine on top of white bread in Utah, you <laughs> would be like, it would still be I mean, his name, like his little Nazi looks like the whole thing about him, how much he couldn't care about anybody, but his own little situation. And he got mad apparently. And I can't say because somebody told me off the record, um, that they looked at the the band list and they found me and somebody you've all heard of and somebody you know well but i uh, yeah. Bob, but I, I just can't say it um, i i think be i betraying. i think i know who
1: that is i think i know who I, think, I may about. have told
5: you in the past actually yeah, yeah probably um, but, but, but only off the record cuz i'd be betraying to take it public of so, course yeah uh, uh, you know, and so uh, this person told me, and I was like, oh, "Of course!" And it was because Brad Lakeman went to them. I think Cleta Mitchell, to a lesser degree, but it really was Brad. It was like he's mean to me. He says mean stuff. I don't like him. Wah! I don't want him on. You know, and so I think there's about a four. You know, I'd been going on between about 2001 or two and like around 2009 or 10, just pretty much constant. I mean, not constantly, but a decent yeah. amount. And then there was about a four or five per- year period of time there. Like, I don't think they had me back on until about 2014, 15, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And since then, and really only a few shows, Lawrence O'Donnell's had me on. Um, and back in the day when he had his own show, oh, what's his name? Woody Allen's son, who's so awesome. And I hate saying Woody Allen's son because... because um, <laughs>
1: Right, he's actually Frank Sinatra's son.
5: He's Frank actually Frank, Frank Sinatra's was. son, as yeah, so yeah. we can all tell. Yeah. What's D- his D- Dylan Farrow, damn- yeah. Thank you. I just couldn't think of his name. He had, When he had a show, he had me on, and there had been one or two others. Uh, like that, but no, haven't been on that. So yeah, I was banned. Oh, it's not, it's it not Dylan. Dill- I
1: said Dylan Farrow. There's another Farrow. Oh, whose name I'm.
5: That's why I can't think of it. Right. Was it something <laughs> it is Farrow. You're right there. Yeah, wasn't Mia. I,
1: why are we having this problem? I think we're, we're
5: just getting old. That we're we're just, getting old is what's d- happening. It's happening to me more. Dude. Dylan I, Farrow. I too much in college.
1: <laughs> Dylan Farrow is one of, uh, Woody Allen's alleged victims. Who I actually yeah. believe the allegations. I mean, her her allegations are very very uh, airtight. Ronan, there yeah. we go. Ronan Farrow. Thank you. Oh my I was like, God! I
5: Trying to remember, I'm like, I know it's a good Irish name. man, woman, what it
1: was. camera, TV person. I'm trying, I need that test. Damn it! Oh,
5: that's, a, that's a golden. Old. I'm just I'm out you know I'm looking at the window right now, staring up at an eclipse. <laughs>
1: I'm glad that we both couldn't think of it. If it was just
5: me, I'd be ending the show right now and rushing yes, off and to we, get it. You'd, the- you'd be crying, <laughs> and, and so it, but if we're just made the same thing. So this yeah. way, <laughs> the next time my, my two lovely... Uh, just entered teenage son and sort of in the middle of teenage son say, dad, you're old and senile. Yeah. I can say that's true. But Bob Seska is also. Yes. That's <laughs>
1: right. So, uh, you know, Cliff, let's start with a debt ceiling, which we're going to hit on Thursday. I thought it was going to oh, be, September. I thought it wasn't going to be until September. For some reason, Janet Yellen has now announced that it's going to be on Thursday. She's going to keep paying the credit card bills through June. But I think at that point, that's when the shit will seriously hit the fan with the rodeo clown caucus in the House. How
5: do the normal caucus is that, by the way, because it's not just if you mean the entire Republican caucus. Yes, it's if you're, if you're picking from among them.
1: You know, <laughs> right. But, it's basically the entire Republican House caucus at this point. But the primary yeah,
5: like minus like maybe 15 people yeah. and not the ones that voted against McCarthy. Right. They're even crazier. But there's about <laughs> I do, I would say yeah, legitimately there's 10 to 15 people in there who are not moderate, mind you. No, there's maybe two or three that I would actually call moderate that are pro choice and for gun safety and whatever. I don't know how they haven't been primaried out. Right, um, yeah. But. There's about another dozen, dozen and a half who are conservative, but actually believe in governing, Mm -hmm. Uh, even even if it's governing wrong. But I'll take that over, you know, and then there's the rest of them.
1: Right, exactly. Well, and obviously, the Rodeo Clown Caucus, irrespective of its total numbers, it's going to hold the House of Representatives hostage. Kevin McCarthy has already conceded to them that he plans to play this game of brinksmanship with the debt ceiling once again. But. How do normals win this fight? Because they have to win. There's no two ways about it, because the alternative is economic calamity that then gets blamed on the Democrats, by the way. Right. So Republicans will be okay with an economic meltdown in the United States because they can just say, well, it's Joe Biden's fault. He's president. That's the advantage they have right now. But how do the normals win this? I'm going
5: to tell you, Bob, how we could win this. Yeah. I don't know if we will. As we know, from much of the existence of you and I in this crazy blood sport of politics, <laughs> we have been the people who are fighting for the party that 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 sort of voluntarily ties both arms and one leg behind its back and doesn't do anything close to what they could do and mm-hmm. what Republicans are willing to do and have thought that, that somehow if they do that, that there's still going to be a respect for this process and this normalcy that Republicans spend time destroying every day. See – See, uh, you know, January 6th, Jewish laser dodger Marge Green on the Homeland Security Committee, for example. Um, and so, you know, I'm not uh, going to claim to be a brilliant economist or an economist at all. Mm. But those more brilliant than me pointed out the last time we went through this charade, which was the last time the Republicans had the House and there was a Democratic president, uh, that you could simply that, – that the debt ceiling was just a made-up thing. Yeah. Right. No, it is not in the Constitution. <laughs> it is it, it is something that that, you know, like so many things like the filibuster, an accident of history that we've stuck with due to the fact that nobody wants to step up and say this is dumb. Yep. Um, and the, the, the people floated options for Obama when it when that happened to him, he could he could either mint a trillion dollar coin and just be like, OK, I'm giving this over done. Or there were many arguments for the constitutionality of the fact that the executive could do it on their own because of certain executive powers that are given, as we know, during emergencies to prevent us from calamity. Yeah. This would be that. Um, So, you, you know, the trillion dollar coin, it seems a little bit more like a gimmick. But, you know, again, not just what what trump would do you know what george w bush and old dick cheney would have done in this situation you know i mean republican presidents going and, and leaders newt gingrich and mitch mcconnell you have to go back to george hw bush to get to a republican who maybe possibly wouldn't have done this kind of a thing yeah. um, and what what biden should you know and what republicans have done about everything especially all of trump's legal transgressions is is do it you know, you, you as they always say, you'd rather ask for forgiveness than permission. I mean, I'm not going to use it to def- defend Trump because they're evil, but do do whatever it is. And in his case, it's it's doing what he feels like, and then delaying whatever. If the courts decide to come after him, and this court might because it's the Supreme Court that has been stolen and stocked with idiots, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe we'll, we'll overturn it. But maybe that. But you know, when are they going to get to it? Yeah, I mean. They've got guns to place in babies' hands, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, (laughs) imaginary live births to protect from abortion, and you know, and and stuff like that, and 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 climate change to ensure happens in the most destructive way possible. So I I just, if if I am in that situation, as Joe Biden, I'm saying, you know what, this is an executive order. This is this is to protect the integrity of the United States of America. This is to protect our credit rating, which will plummet to all the folks that will come calling mm-hmm. for, for debts and the fact that our, our credit will plummet, our, our status in a stable democracy, which is already questionable, um, will, will plummet. You know, I, I've shared a story. I'm trying to remember where it was, but I'll tell you quickly. I have a good friend, um, who in this office building I work in, his kids go to school with my school, with my school, with my kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and, um, you know, so he's he's back, and he, he's French and and married an American, and is here, and whatever, and 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 he, we, we, you know, we talk, get together a lot. He's a lot of fun. And he was telling me about a good friend of his who's an investor in in France, and was looking at a project over here to invest in, and his risk advisor said, "Don't do it." There's a similar one in Canada, and the U.S. is unstable. Yep, yep. We're we're, we're at this moment losing investment jobs um, tourism, all sorts of things because of how insane Republicans are. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, you know, this is, is that, Yeah. so you, you know, at some point you have to decide if you're fighting for the right stuff that you're willing to play a little hardball. That's mm-hmm. my answer to you because otherwise I don't know how else they do it. I mean, I suppose they could get a couple of Republican turncoats, but I'm not enough of an expert even to say, could they get the bill onto the house floor if McCarthy doesn't allow it? Yeah. I mean, one person could theoretically call for a no confidence vote in McCarthy. And from what I've read, Democrats can do it too, the way it's written. Mm-hmm. So one person could do that and throw the House into chaos again, and maybe Democrats take over. I don't know. You know, yeah, maybe. That, yeah. Yeah, but you know, is that the answer? That may cause more. I mean, right now around debt ceiling time, I hope they do that sometime in the future. But right, but right now in debt ceiling, that may harm more than it hurts i don't know how else i mean let's say behind the scenes i've got 10 republicans or something of you know the ones that are mildly sane (laughs) who are who are willing to to support it i i still don't understand the rules enough to know like can they get it to the floor i'm not sure they can without mccarthy acceding to it so you know it's time you either play hardball or you let you let these people who are literally nothing but you know the the Michael Caine as Butler to to Batman's story about <laughs> about the one about the Joker wanting to burn it all down.
3: Yeah, that we've yeah. all
5: quoted a million times. I mean, that's what we're dealing with here: real people with real interests or real concerns, I- except for you know getting on Fox News and protecting their own little fortune that they've probably you know either been either inherited or made illegally. That's all they care about. They couldn't give two crap. Anybody
1: else. <laughs> the House Republicans have crazy strength. And that's kind of what frightens me at this point regarding this debt ceiling thing, because the way I see it, Cliff, is Joe Biden may concede on a couple of spending cuts here and there. They're, of course, going to come back and say not good enough. They're going to say that's not yep. enough. You got to cut more. And we're willing to crash the entire global economy they're absolutely yeah. willing to let that happen because of aforementioned crazy strength. <laughs> they just
5: have this power. Yeah, I mean, we're just lucky that, that, you know, that yeah. not, and I mean, it's almost facetiously, but that, that Britain showed they're crazy too. And has been yeah. since Brexit. Otherwise the pound would already, <laughs> would be right. like, what are we borrowing dollars, but maybe they'll move to, to, you know, the, they'll move uh, to, to the EU. Right. And maybe <laughs> that's what we'll get. I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. you know, I don't know. I just know that that there are options here that I've read about in the past from very smart people who seem to understand how the mechanics of the House and Senate work and also seem to understand how the mechanics of our Constitution as it it pertains to this. I know a lot about the Constitution in certain areas. I don't know as much about this stuff. I do know that this is an artificially created and stupid thing and should have been eliminated a long time ago.
3: Um,
5: And if you come to it with that sort of mindset, just do it mm-hmm. because they would you know i mean yeah the constitution does actually say you have to um advise and consent on supreme court justices and they chose not to do that for a year yeah so you yeah. know what like <laughs> they've abrogated their constitutional duty this isn't in the constitution i can curse right Oh, yeah. God, please. please I always do. forget because I go back. I go on Stephanie's show and I can't. Okay. Okay. Well, fucking do it. That's ah. all I have to say. There Just fucking do it. Stop with this <laughs> right. shit. Stop right. with this trying to dance around with the fucking lunatics. We're willing to self immolate. So fucking what? go and be, res- be adults and get it done.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, in addition to crazy strength, you know what else they've got, Cliff? They've got small dick energy. A lot of
5: dildos and butt plugs. <laughs> I think that Marjorie Taylor Greene talked no, about No, I was that I was
1: segueing into the bit from your show. Uh oh, I need it's to the shut small up, small dick energy bit. S D E is the syndrome that is infecting Republicans right now. And so you uh, put together this bit for your YouTube show, and I just wanna play the audio of it here. This is uh, this is good.
4: Do you sometimes feel Thanks. like you're missing a certain something?
1: Like maybe people aren't taking
4: you seriously enough. Like you really need to go out and buy a high-powered, semi-automatic machine gun for no particular reason. (laughs) You may be suffering from SDE. SDE. And you're not alone. It's more common than you might think, or than any of us would have believed just a few years ago. (laughs) Signs
5: include bragging about your auto emissions. And having Romanian authorities arrest you and confiscate those 33 cars that release all those auto emissions. Abusing immigrants to show how much power you've got in the palm of your small hands. Being terrified of peaceful black protesters and making up stories of them burning down cities.
4: Driving an overpowered car so you can pretend to be Dale Earnhardt Jr. Though the closest approach you've ever made to a racetrack was when your gut sagged out past the third row. (laughs) Insisting that military leaders refer to you as Sir, even when you dodged the draft because of fake bone spurs and your muscles have the consistency of snotty tissues.
5: Dressing (laughs) camouflage and run around all weekend holding an assault rifle. Or joining the Proud Boys. SDE is a medical condition. We can't fully describe on a family-friendly video platform like this. Thanks, Obama. You may know it as having a tiny Thomas, a Slim Alito even more dangerous, you've noticed your Gorsuch is dragging.
4: That's why you should ask your doctor or right wing radio personality if MAGA is right for you. Millions of white men have tried MAGA to deal with the debilitating symptoms of having a pint-sized Roberts. Side effects of MAGA may include refusing life-saving vaccines in order
5: to own the libs, believing Democrats are in a worldwide conspiracy that's being run out of a Washington DC pizza parlor basement that doesn't have a basement meaning it doesn't exist. Biden
4: Twitter. Supporting Vlad Putin. Having a hard time closing the deal to become Speaker of the House or attacking the U.S. Capitol. Even women can suffer the effects of feeling like they have a nano Coney Barrett. You don't have to suffer in silence. In fact, the smaller your Kavanaugh, the louder you are. Try MAGA,
5: the answer for people with SDE. (laughs) MAGA means SDE. MAGA means SDE. Let me give credit to to, to Matt Robison, who has been a friend of mine since high school, and um, and and he actually worked for um, Congressman Paul Hodes, who some folks may remember um, from New Hampshire, who ran for the Senate, but sadly barely lost to Kelly Ayotte back in 2010. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Matt, you know, now has a radio show yeah. um, in New Hampshire and podcast with uh, with Paul. And he's funny as hell, and helped so me write good. that yeah, to do it. Yeah. So
1: your Gorsuch is dragging. And then my other <laughs> favorite line is pint-sized Roberts. Wonderful. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Outstanding. That's you know, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think you've probably had Rachel Biddecoffer on here before. Yes, um, many times. Yeah. And she's spoken to this and she gets it and other people get it, which is, you know, the writer has been doing this stuff for years where they, where they mock us for everything. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if you remember that time when they brought like their little, like their little, uh, Uh, air, what are they called, the air compressors for the tires, because Obama said something about that if you didn't fill up your tires, that that would actually lead to more emissions, which is actually a fact. Sure. Yes, it is. But yeah. but but they all brought that or or the obviously much more evil when they all wore Band-Aids to the one in 2004, because, you know, John Kerry just got a Band-Aid in Vietnam.
3: Right. Um,
5: yeah. I mean, that one was the most egregious from the from the two chicken hawks who got about forty seven thousand deferments between them. Yeah, because were because against- the Re-
1: Republicans support the troops. <laughs>
5: Exactly. They always support the troops, yeah, except for when they let the troops die, when they don't go to fight themselves, when they don't want to give them the proper armor to go and fight because they can save money and get kickbacks and a million other things, and ignore the vets and they don't want to vote to treat them for burn pits uh, exposure. Mm-hmm. We can go on, but we won't. Um, so, so you know, but they. But one thing that their animal, their lizard brain is really good at is knowing how to that knowing how humans. You know, process fight or flight, and how humans, because they process it literally every day over their small penises, or you know, seeing somebody walk into a store who's black, you know, and they don't have their fucking machine gun on them, or you know, whatever it might be that's causing it for them, and they understand all of that and they put it to practice, and we we have not done it. And but it, this is a good segue for me to just say for in 20 seconds how I'm really starting to be incredibly impressed. The stuff I've been yelling about forever. Um, and I know you have, and others. We're, we're starting to see it. Yes. It's nothing I've ever said that democratic messaging is the be-all and end-all. It, it's just it's been that much more required that we be aggressive because the press doesn't do its fucking job, and because the all the, the former sort of gatekeepers of the Republican Party have all either thrown in with the crazies or have left. So you have to do that if you're going to get your message out there. And 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 you know I've seen Hakeem Jeffries has been incredible has been aggressive going after them and whatever yep. the mockery part when they all, when, when I saw Ted Lou and Jackie, uh, what's her name? She was Shire. I, I'm forgetting her last name, but the group of them who brought popcorn to the floor during the, as an amazing prop during, uh, when all the votes were going on for McCarthy and I think Katie Porter was sitting there reading, like, you know, was it how to not give a fuck about anything or whatever the name of that book was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was so good. These, yeah. these are things that, that I've been talking about for years because it sends a signal. To voters out there, we don't have to, you know, our base. Yes, we want to give them the, the, you know, get them to turn out, and you do that by fighting for them, by speaking the issues they care about. And whenever we fail to do that, we pay the price, and we deserve it for not doing that. But beyond that, if you want to appeal to people who really are, and there are more of them than people understand, who have a mix—they don't go by a certain ideology. They've got they're liberal on some things, they're conservative on others, they're moderate on others. You know, they're appalled by January 6th, they're appalled by Trump, and when they find out the truth about DeSantis, we'll be too. But, you know, they voted Republican in the past, so they might vote for their local Republican congressman, or they might. But you've got to, like, when we communicated with them, what all the stuff through the hearings, and I remember some people saying, we should never do those live. And I was like, are you kidding me? They have Fox News every day giving them billions of dollars in free PR. We're going to be on network TV destroying them. And it turned out, in the end, a large chunk of, uh, either former or still calling themselves Republicans who listed, um, listed democracy as their top issue, and ended up voting Democratic. I mean, you remember all those people were like, just talk about economic issues. Uh, they remind me of the ones in 2006 who were like, just talk about economic issues, not the Iraq war. And then we we saw what happened with Ned Lamont beating Lieberman in that primary. Everybody started talking about the Iraq war and we won big. Just, I mean, these idiots inside Washington who just say the same crap over and over again, Mm -hmm. maybe because it's to their benefit. Maybe they may make money off of being stupid, you know, but it was quite clear to me, you know, if we would step up, mock them for being ridiculous. And and Biden, you know, even during the 2020 uh, campaign and since did that, we mocked them in certain ads disclosure, I wrote some ads for Biden, you know, we, we, we obviously presented, we, we were aggressive about messaging about who he was. And that's what the house is doing now, Hakeem Jeffries and others. And I just, you know, we've got some of these stars there, Ruben Gallego, who may take out Kirsten Cinema. Yep. You know, we've got Eric Swalwell. I mentioned Katie Porter before. Yep. You know, those are three from California. There are a bunch from all sorts of other states. Christian Whitmer is incredible. Like they're they're just are people that are really have learned. And I think it's this next generation. And I've never tried to disparage the older generation. I think for all of us, it's like my kids being gen Z get certain things that I'll, I'll never get in the way they do because uh, they've lived them. I never lived when I was a kid with, Mm -hmm. you know, a a worldwide pandemic that's going to change the way they live their lives. Right. Yeah, Yeah. Um, most of the older folks who are who are leading us you know, in the Democratic Party, especially the ones in their 80s and late 70s, grew up in an era when you had Jim Jeffords and John Chafee. As much as you had right-wing Republicans, you literally did actually have Republicans of good faith who wanted to get things done. I know that for a lot of people who are younger, they won't believe this, but they really existed. Yeah, right. A, a moderate liberal to liberal wing of the Republican Party, Jacob Javits from New York. Was, you know was elected to the Senate uh, when I was a very little kid? My parents supported him, and he was often to the left of half to two thirds of the Democratic caucus. Mm-hmm. So this did exist. It doesn't anymore. You have a couple people, you know, who you can win over on a few issues here and there. Um, you know, a Susan Collins or a Murkowski or a few others. You know, Romney on a couple issues, but but basically you know it, it's not the same thing there everything they do is in bad faith and so for that reason you need to tell people that you need to show people yeah. that you need to mock them for who they are and you need to tell people who you are because otherwise they're yeah. going to come in with their billionaire Peter Thiel money, and they're going to do it to you. Okay,
1: if you've had enough with cable news and other very serious political analysts, CNN, CBS News, etc completely botching the Biden document story, here's an outstanding way to support independent media, specifically this show. For just $5 per month, You can support our Patreon page as we guide you through the madness and chaos of our politics. But it's not just about supporting shows like this one. You're also going to get bonus content as a reward for your monthly support. We're giving back. We're talking about exclusive access to our Shadow Docket show recorded after the end credits on our Tuesday and Thursday episodes. You can also get access to the Patreon app where you can download the free show and our bonus content. Plus, you can join the discussion with our community of Patreon members in the comments under each episode. All that for just five bucks per month, just pennies per show. So don't miss out. Again, that's bobseskashow.com. Bookmark it, send it to all your friends, and we thank you in advance.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. Yeah,
1: what do you think of the Biden administration's messaging surrounding this documents situation? Because initially they were a little slow in the uptake, and I was kind of critical of the fact that it took them this yeah. long to go around looking for documents. I, I believe they should have done that maybe January, February of 2021. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would agree. How's the messaging been in your estimation?
5: Well, I think it's been okay. The big problem has been, you know, this was always going – I mean, this is just like – you know, forget catnip, this is crack cocaine for our media. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, my God, have mm. you just delivered us a chance to both sides? Something like this? Uh-huh. I mean, they're, they're, you know, I almost have pictures of they're sitting there. I shouldn't say that, should I? Even though you allow me to say whatever I want. I was going to say something that rhymes with whack and off. Oh, wait. No, I said it. Sorry. <laughs> oh,
1: that's fine. Um, that's fine. Uh, but so I, know, I know what you
5: were saying. Yeah, I know where you're getting at. And so it's hard to message well because you got this frenzy of stupid, and the right wing, of course, is pushing all the disingenuous crap. Right. I think they've done a decent job of getting out there that it was a couple documents in a garage because I haven't paid close attention to it and I've heard some things like that. But it, you know, during the initial frenzy, it was never going to be good. And you know, the, it's frustrating because Republicans weaponize against us are doing the right thing.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm just going
5: to be honest with you. And, you know, be this as it may, I'll never be in government. So it doesn't matter. I wish he just had never given them in and torn them up and thrown them out. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And uh, maybe that's illegal. And maybe I'm saying something awful. But, but, you know, (laughs) no one knew they were
1: there. I mean, the National Archives had no idea they were missing.
5: And we're fighting for our democracy right now against fascists. And sometimes when you're fighting against fascists, you know, the ends do justify the means. It was an it was clearly just a mistake. It was clearly just the kind of mistake, you know, it was sort of the kind of mistake that Hillary made with emails. Should she have been doing that on a private server? No. Yeah. Was it was it the kind of issue that should have been like the, the main issue covered as every researcher has shown more than anything else in an election against a career criminal sociopath rapist piece of shit? No, obviously not. And, and But we can't trust our media to think beyond that of a 10-year-old. So that's my problem here is that, even if they're doing a decent job and I think they've shared all the facts and whatever, no you're just never going to be able to successfully it, it, you know, defend yourself on an issue like this because right. the, it, you're, you're constantly on defense
3: mm. with
5: it. Um, what may change it is if they find more documents with Trump and that might change the narrative. And obviously, you know, what are the odds of that? I'd say 75-25 because of who he is um, and, and obviously other things going against Trump. I don't think it's going to be a long-lasting thing. Uh, It certainly hasn't harmed the legal case against Trump. Because legally, there's a huge distinction about Biden finding something's accidentally and turning them in right away, and Donald Trump actively stealing them, dumping them in, an, in, in a room on the floor where they're not secured, having spies roaming around his damn stupid Mar-a-Lago, you know, bedbug and beyond uh, hotel there, and uh, you know, and, and 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 of course, I mean, in his dealings with foreign countries, which again, yeah. folks are, are already asking questions now. But another investigation, because it's quite clear that that and not that. Anybody should have doubted this—that MBS, you know, the 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 bone saw chief of Saudi Arabia is behind these alternative golf tournaments to the PGA that, of course, are exclusively at Trump's clubs and oh, paying him yeah. millions. And the question is, when did that negotiation start?
3: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
2: Know, was that
5: what bought us off from 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 going after Khashoggi? Was it that they said, you know, to Trump, let it go? Yes, we bone saw somebody to death. There's a bunch of evil fucks, you know, but. In the end, hey, let it. You know, when you're out of the, the Oval Office eventually, or even while you're in,
3: exactly, you know, yeah, we'll, yeah.
5: we'll 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 create this. New golf thing that we've been talking about, or we're already creating it, and we're going to have it exclusively at your place and dump millions in your pockets. So, I mean, again, you're dealing with all of the foreign entanglements and all the, you know, that report that came in about all the folks that, whenever they had an issue before Congress, UAE and Qatar and Saudi Arabia, and there are other places there that bought, you know, Russia, of course, China bought up like entire floors of the Trump Hotel in, in DC and other places. I mean, this in the span of things, this won't amount to to undoing any of that. But it will it, it will muddy politically going being able to go after Trump on, on the documents. Yeah. And yeah. you know, that's that's frustrating. Luck I mean, luckily or unluckily for us, Trump is such a career fucking criminal that there's ten thousand other things to nail him for.
1: Oh yeah, in fact he's doing his best. To make the conversation about him again and not about Joe Biden's documents, because he was talking about on Troth Central or whatever his platform is called. He was saying that (sighs) now he's confessing that he has hundreds of empty top secret folders, like a bunch of the folders that the documents come in. He said he's collected hundreds of them. Obviously, what he's doing is he's lying about what happened to the documents inside. He's saying that when he was being briefed as president, he would take the documents out, give them back and then keep the folders. And so that he's got hundreds of these empty folders, which anyone with a brain in their head is going to know that he's lying about how he got the folders and what was in them. And it could be any number of things, but he's doing everything he possibly can to wind the conversation back into his side of the tennis court, so to speak. And uh, like an
5: idiot, you know? No, I mean, he can't he can't help himself. You know, I mean, that's that again, it's always been the biggest danger because you sort of are like, could he find a way to just nuke somebody because he's in a bad mood? I, I think it could yeah. happen.
3: Yeah. yeah.
5: I yeah. certainly think yeah. if somebody didn't stop him, he'd be willing to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other side of things, when it comes to sort of helping us out, he admits everything publicly. <laughs> but, I mean, he's he literally is the, you know, God damn it. I learned the code red. You know, mm-hmm. you're goddamn <laughs> right. I did. I mean, that <laughs> yeah. character. Even though, you know, it's Jack Nicholson uh, playing a parody and obviously Jack Nicholson being smarter, better educated, and really just heads and tails in a different category than Donald Trump. So I don't want to besmirch him. Mm-hmm. But that specific character, you know, the yeah. guy who was, who was so arrogant, he was so narcissistic that they can't control it. Mm-hmm. That all you have to do is challenge their manhood. Right. That, you know, they're FTE, if you will.
1: I've been receiving quite a few emails and DMs suggesting that the documents were planted in Joe Biden's residence in Wilmington at the Penn Biden Center, et cetera, possibly by pro-Trump disgruntled Secret Service agents or fill in the blank. What do you think of that? Because it just... And the only reason I'm entertaining this, first of all, last week mm-hmm. I said it's entirely bullshit. I'm not going down that road. But as right. I think about this story, suddenly these documents turn up a year and a half into almost two years into the Biden presidency. After six years since being vice president, that's a long yep. window of time to not find these it things. Is. Then and then suddenly they pop up in November of 2022. What do you think of I, that theory? Is that worth entertaining, or is that worth just like ignoring? And listen, man,
5: it's like you know, it, it's like uh, if you see like there's the there's the Earth in the Marvel universe, yeah. and then Loki <laughs> Loki comes down to try to attack and everything, uh-huh. and then it's like, well, we don't believe in aliens from other planets. I mean, you've just been given proof. Right. Um, I, 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 do I say? Do I think this is what happened? I think it's unlikely. But man, I will entertain a hell of a lot more, and I don't think it makes you a conspiracy theorist or a nut or anything, because already we've gone so beyond the Rubicon of things I ever thought I would see. Yeah. I mean, I'll never forget, like, one of the reasons my wife and I both worked and lived in Washington, worked in politics, worked, you know, in in the house at one point and all that sort of stuff. One of the reasons, um, oh shit, what was the the show with uh, Kevin Spacey? House a political of Cards show. House of Cards. Thank you. Yeah, very good, yeah. Right, and we stopped watching that after like one season or something because our response to seeing like the then I think he was then Vice President of the United States push a reporter in front of a train, <laughs> we we're like, okay, that's
3: <laughs> fine. Yeah. yeah.
1: The thing about that show yeah. real quick, Cliff, is that yeah. not only did it make regular people think that politics could seriously be like that. But I think it also gave tacit permission to people like Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene that politics is always Machiavellian, yeah. that things like that, like, in fact, well, aiding and abetting an insurrection is something that's above boards. It's something that they can right. possibly get away with because see also House of Cards, when in fact, that's not really the case.
5: No, and I'm not. That's I'm not sure you're wrong there because you know it's not like any of them are sitting there reading like Dostoevsky or something. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. they barely slobber their way over. They turn on a remote and watch TV. And even Lauren Bobert probably needs like the subtitles in English
3: <laughs> so that she
5: can sit there, but going really slowly, yeah, not because right. she can't hear, but because she needs them to go slow. Probably has somebody on there sounding them out for her. You know, like. I mean, these, these people are morons, so I wouldn't be shocked at all if they, if they bought into that. But I guess what I'm saying is we watch that. And we're like, OK, this is fucking nuts. But I don't feel like it's quite as fucking nuts anymore. No. And that's and that's the thing is that is that the Washington I knew pre Trump, as bad as Republicans got the, you know, and as evil as they got, there were limits. Yeah. And that was all blown out. They're all their worst fantasies, their worst id, the worst members of their party. We're elevated, mm-hmm. and it's not even—it's grown beyond him at this point. He can go away, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It's Trumpism at this point is 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 the problem. I and mean, you've got Ron DeSantis who's trying to copy a lot of his garbage in Florida, especially on COVID and whatever. You know, Carrie Lake refusing to accept that she lost an election. I mean, it, the, the disease has spread well beyond him.
3: Mm-hmm. So,
5: so, but he started a lot of that. And I would just say, like, you know, I mean, uh, somebody's campaign. Yes, Matt Taibbi, you sell out, Fuck you! Um, you know, colluding with Russia. Like, I don't know, Matt. Can we can we talk about the definition of the word collusion? <laughs> um, you missed little vampire squid. You're so proud. I mean, I hate him now. I really do. afford to fucking sellout! he guys. <laughs> okay, well, let's let's talk about that for a second. You know, Kilminick, who worked for the Russians, sat down with Manafort. Manafort handed Kilminik polling, which is illegal. In numerous ways, it's a it, from the fact that it's an outside source, and, it, and it's sort of like a contribution to the fact that that this guy is a foreign adversary and whatever else. Then they use that in Cambridge Analytica to target people. Collusion. I mean, there's a 50 million other examples of it, but that's like the most basic one. And they used to – there and they, you know, he and Greenwald with the little dumbass parrots they are. You know, they're just no collusion, no collusion, as long as Peter Steele stuffs money in my pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So, I mean, could I have ever believed that I would see that in my life—that yeah. a a, uh, a campaign for president of the United States was was actively taking advice from and sharing information with the Russians? No, and that has happened, and fifty other things that are, are just insane have happened. So, it's hard to discount anything. So, you come to me and you say, you know, well, is it hard to believe somebody planted these, dude? I mean, Mike Pence wouldn't get in the fucking car because he thought they might kill him.
3: Uh, You know, the Secret
5: Service. Yeah. I mean, did anybody think we'd be seeing that during our lifetimes? And then Mike Pence is still too pathetic to actually come out and talk about it. Do we think we'd be seeing that? I mean, there's just – so when you know that in the – I mean, I'm sorry, dude. The logs magically disappear. Wow. It's amazing, right? Like everything else is there, but around January 6th, the Defense Department, certain parts of the DOJ, you know, the Secret Service, logs have – I mean, it was a fucking – coup in process yeah. and these guys either were involved or knew about it and you know were, were willing to stand back and let it happen to if you will stand back and stand by yeah and well, as you know, saying- so, so I guess what i'm saying to you is i have no idea if it's real i'll just mm-hmm. finish up with I, I to answer your question i have no idea i have no evidence it is um i doubt that it is i think it's probably an, a great accident of history and mm-hmm. bad luck but to discount it Absolutely not. I wouldn't discount it.
1: There are reports circulating that there are still Trump loyalists, though, inside the Secret Service. In fact, Joe Biden has yep. famously decided not to uh reveal certain things around secret service agents because he's concerned about that very thing so it's one of those things that kind of gives me pause i'm waiting for the evidence i'm obviously waiting for papers of record to pick up that kind of story before i go down that road of there being some sort of secret service plot to plant documents among biden's other documents and so uh, I'm not willing to, uh, to believe it yet, but I'm open to the possibility, suffice to say. Well, that,
5: and, that's, and that's where I am. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that, that, um, that I don't believe it. I'm saying I will doubt it right. and say, you know, until somebody brings more my way. I mean, worse and crazier coincidences have happened
3: mm-hmm.
5: in life just because they've been coincidences and they're not a conspiracy. But, yeah. I mean, anybody who looks you in the eye and says that couldn't have happened— I would ask if they've been alive for American politics the last seven years.
1: Exactly. Well, you know, one of the things that always comes up when we talk about politics, especially from, you know, sort of a 30,000 feet point of view, is the idea of the pendulum. Like, okay, well, the political pendulum swings this way, and then it eventually will swing back or normalize, however you want to call it. In looking at and thinking about the political discourse in this country, and to also see how the Republican Party has continued to de evolve. And in addition to that, the political violence that we've started to see. It seems to me as if we're on a really dangerous trajectory right now with our political dialogue in this country. Where does it
5: end? How does it's it. Not, it's not unquestionable that we
1: are. Yes. What happens? Where does it lead? Does it continue to disintegrate? Do Republicans somehow, someway get shaken out of this uh, Trumpism, Fox News, AM talk radio brainwashing that has occurred? Uh, what happens, Cliff? Where does this all lead? And, and also, j- just in a general sense, have you considered this? Have you thought about the idea of well, this seems crazy now. <laughs> where does oh, this crazy end up continuing to evolve a lot and grow,
5: or what? I mean, yeah, I thought about buying property in New Zealand. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, and I'm only really half joking. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, me too. I mean, there's two. You know, if you can raise the the funds, that's the, tr- the trouble. There are two places where, if you're willing to invest half a million dollars, uh, Portugal and New Zealand, you can move there right yeah. away.
1: Yeah, I can get uh, um, I can get dual citizenship uh, with uh, Italy, I believe, because I have ancestors in Italy. So I that's can. That's a good point.
5: Yeah, I'd, I can
3: go I'd and
1: argue, apply that. I'd
5: say because in my background, I couldn't with Israel, but I think I'd only be going to a worse place right now uh, with crazier leaders, or certainly as crazy. I don't think Bibi Netanyahu is the answer, um, and I'm being facetious. He's fucking awful. Um, <laughs> he's every bit what Trump is, mm-hmm. um, but. Um, I, trust me. I mean, I, this is when a lot of when I excoriate uh, the mainstream media, which I do. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. If you follow me on Twitter or oh, listen yeah. to things I say, and I and, and people are like, why do you get so angry? I'm like, this is why I get so angry mm. because they are enabling and pushing this thing along to a point of no return. Yeah. And when I say a point of no return, I don't really mean no return. I mean, here's the way I see it. Um, This is from being a student of history and for folks who don't know I, you know, I went up through PhD level, never wrote a dissertation, but I studied all this stuff, whatever, which is there generally has had to be a disruptive event to stop when stuff is headed in that direction. Civil War, um, World War II united all of us, but there was a massive anti-FDR, anti-New Deal, the right group of right wing nuts. You know, led by at one point Lindbergh. I mean, a hero at the time, and that could have gone really badly for us because there were plots to overthrow FDR too. Anybody knows the name Smedley Butler? Go look it up Mm -hmm. because we don't we don't teach it in our history classes. But he exposed the whole thing, and there are corporate titans and certain people talking about how to get FDR out of there. Um, So there generally has been an event that has you know Obama referred to as breaking the fever. It doesn't just break on its own there needs to be something that so resets because of the destruction and because of of the kind of the the size of it and you know 9 11 was that kind of event i hoped and i think it was a missed opportunity for january 6th to be that kind of event yeah. because you saw that day some of whom eventually voted for trump's impeachment but you know, you know, that one from South Carolina, Mace, you know, and others who were very anti-Trump and Crenshaw. And then, of course, went right back into the fold. And then, of course, Crenshaw's out there bitching and wondering, like, why is our party so crazy when they moved from McCarthy? Gee, <laughs> so, yeah, I wonder why. Fuck face. I <laughs> really do. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but you know, and, and again, like, I, I really don't want this show to become about, like, some of the problems that I now definitively have with Merrick Garland. I've always had major problems with him from the perspective of he doesn't communicate and I don't care what people say. Yes, you can't share ongoing cases. I don't want details of ongoing cases, but somebody, and it doesn't need to be him. It could be a spokesperson should have been out there and should be out there regularly letting us know that, that, people who are in high places and not just the foot soldiers are being pursued mm-hmm. and that there's legit cases against them. And I don't care if that involves leaking. I don't care if that involves, I would like there to be a weekly press conference on it, but this is an unprecedented event and it should be treated as such, not just another, well, we have to keep the investigation quiet kind of event. Right. Um, that, you know, the legal stuff I don't jump into because I get it when people say, well, the legal stuff is, is, you know, it takes a long time, particularly with a tangled case like Trump's with so many different sort of strands. Okay, But that doesn't explain why they don't share anything with us and why they they don't at least make it clear, you know, that that there are high up actors in the Republican Party and that kind of thing. Because the truth of the matter is, is that that gave people some people who didn't join with us and vote against Republicans to protect democracy. That gave some of them a permission slip to keep voting Republican. And now we have a Republican House Um, and. Uh, and, and run, by the way, by the very people that were meeting with Trump to overthrow our government. Yeah, and so uh, I I don't know what other kind of event it will take. That, I mean, I hate to, to say it, it won't be pretty.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: You know, yeah. could it could it be could it be uh, an Oklahoma City type bombing of a building? Could be. Could it be like a you know um, a, a coordinated mass shooting? Rally? I mean, this guy who just did this thing in New Mexico. You know, we're still not putting the strands together of. You know, Gretchen Whitmer kidnap uh, plot, you know, January 6th, um, Eric Swalwell, the threats that he's gotten, the New Mexico guy going around, the fact that Carrie Lake keeps – will not shut her fucking mouth because she's a fucking loser who lost who's a loser uh, about the (laughs) fact that she lost the election and keeps saying she won and keeps saying it was stolen from her. And so the Republican head of elections in Maricopa County now is in fucking hiding and has been since Like November or December or whatever, where Arizona is talking about not wanting to pay taxes, paying taxes for this guy to be in his family to be in hiding and police to protect him because Carrie Lake won't shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Okay, (laughs) that's where that's where we are now. Yeah. I mean, so uh, you know, and we're not even counting the ones that are clearly politically motivated against citizens. Mm -hmm. You know. The, the the tree of life temple in 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 pittsburgh because george soros was supporting that that caravan you remember that caravan oh yeah i guess yeah. it's still coming because i haven't seen it yet <laughs> um you know uh, that lunatic who drove up to that neighborhood in buffalo and murdered and found that the, the zip code with the highest african-american population and walked into that market and started shooting people i mean it just you know these were political acts and they're encouraging it constantly and again that, to me, could have been like a stop, you know, like like a breaker, you know what I mean, yeah, that, that yeah. sort of shut off the lights and reset stuff. But we didn't go aggressively after them. Mm-hmm. Uh, our DOJ didn't go aggressively after to- – I mean, again, I'm not a lawyer, but why is it that like some of the top people that advised Bolsonaro were arrested within a couple days of what happened in Brazil?
3: Yeah. yeah. I do
5: wonder what the fuck's going on here. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I mean, I hate to answer it in that way, but – I don't know what that event is going to be. Yeah. I don't know either. I don't see it just because uh, let me, let me just say, I'll say quickly, I stuff snaps back and forth when you talk about like, you know, I I almost view it like a rubber band, you know, politically, you know, we were much more to the left in the sixties and seventies, went back to the right. And, and that is all very true because views Mm -hmm. change or whatever, but within certain boundaries of democracy, to me, that rubber band has now been broken Mm -hmm. on the right side. They have gone beyond where you snap back from. They're in a place where you, you, you don't respect democracy anymore and you commit violent acts. So that's, I mean, I wish I had a more optimistic answer, but that's my answer.
1: All right,
0: one last break. Back with more Cliff right after this. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret?
1: The problem, as I see it, is, and I think this is maybe the centerpiece of everything that we're talking about on this topic, and that is that the Red Hat Entertainment Complex has got to be a multi-billion dollar entertainment industry at this point. When you wrap it all in, whether it's the Alex Jones part of the universe, or the Glenn Beck Blaze part of the universe, or the Ben Shapiro Daily Wire end of the universe, Fox News, AM Talk Radio... We're talking about billions and billions of dollars being changed hands, uh, whether it's through merchandising or syndication deals or advertising. All the stuff we don't get. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But the the problem is, how do you push back against something that is making so much money? And that's the thing. As far as some sort of cataclysm that will shake the – Whatever remains of the conservative movement, which is now the Trumpism movement, whatever will shake that loose has got to be able to say, well, the billions of dollars that you people are making is going to go away. And, and the only thing that I can see making that would make that happen is nope. the possibility of, say, some form of Watergate-style reporting in which the entire Red Hat Entertainment Complex is somehow – implicated in some kind of well we are absolutely manipulating these people and there have maybe a, a series of documents which something showing they are. yes which they <laughs> absolutely are i mean I this mean, is the a- cambridge
5: analytica thing was no accident right
1: right right, right. It's just a matter of getting to that place before everything (laughs) explodes, you know what I mean?
5: I mean, one possibility is the legal system. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, because of, um, you know, because of of some of these defamation suits, Dominion and others Mm -hmm. um, at times have helped, but this needs to be, you know, the guy that just sued Matt Schlapp for lying about him. I mean, this should be a constant. That we should be doing. Mm-hmm. They are teed up for this stuff, and we should be going. Anybody who is not, and you know, and this is a weakness um, as far as I'm concerned of our system, that that we, uh, you know, and I've talked to you about this before, is that I, I think sometimes our First Amendment feels like a suicide pact. Um, I am a writer. I am a producer of YouTube videos. I am a big believer in free speech. I'm not a big believer in free speech when it crosses the line into terroristic threats. When, you, when you've got somebody like the president of the United States out there at the time saying stuff about an, an Atlanta elections official or Fulton County elections official such that she can't go back to her natural life
3: mm-hmm.
5: uh, and has to run and hide. Something is fucking out of whack at yeah. that point. Yeah, that he pays no price for that. I don't know if she. I maybe she sued him. I certainly hope so because she wasn't a public official. But but that's the, you know the power of of our media now is such that um, I you know again I've said it before. It's one thing when you and a bunch of First Amendment sort of absolutists on the left. You know, came after me on Twitter uh, for this stuff. And, you know,
3: Mm -hmm. nothing
5: is ever acceptable. No limits on speech, even though we have plenty of them. Uh, I can't threaten the president's life. I can't share child porn. I think that's a pretty good idea. Even I'm talking about even naked pictures, which pictures are protected under the First Amendment, but not of naked kids because we've decided that's too dangerous. And, you know, Germany has decided that Nazi symbols are too dangerous. So you're not allowed to share those there or you Mm -hmm. go to prison. Um, uh, you know, England and, and, and Canada have decided that, that hate speech and certain kinds of defamation, it doesn't matter if you're a public figure. You defame somebody in that kind of way, and that to me would be a start, Yeah, which is – I'm not saying we have to have the exact laws they have, but I don't think it matters one ounce. It would help our political system or whatever. You defame somebody, you attack somebody, and you have foreknowledge of what you're saying is false, and we can prove it, and you make up a lie about them to defame them, and you should fucking pay the price for it. And you know that to me, the combination of lawsuits, you know, um, which I do think will happen, and this stuff, which I don't think will happen but should, uh, would be one way towards getting there. Which is saying, and I'm not saying outlawing hate speech, even, which mm-hmm. is what all these countries do. I'm talking about outlawing legitimate terroristic threats, encouraging violence against people, that kind of thing. And we have laws on the books, but unless you literally are saying kill so-and-so it doesn't really end up applying to you and i'm if you're attacking somebody constantly and saying that they're in favor of of aborting a baby that was born alive you're calling them a murderer, yeah. and it's a terrorist threat and you're encouraging people to kill them and they did this on a stage in whatever it was, 2015 or whatever, during the Republican primaries, you know, uh, Ted Cruz and a bunch of them who still repeat this garbage did it. And a crazy person walked into a Colorado Springs Planned Parenthood and started shooting. Were they ever held responsible for that? They were not. They were just using free speech. Yeah. There are people who are dead and injured for life because of it. Mm-hmm. And that is my problem is that, is that I am all in favor of free speech. But when you get to the area of demonizing people with lies, we, we ought to have different laws as far yeah. as I'm concerned. And, yeah. and you ought to pay a much bigger price than you do in our system right now. And so I don't know what the answer is because I don't know that we're ever going to do that. I, know, if we I do, if, if, you know. but I do think the lawsuits will help. But, but 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 if there's not lawsuits and that change combined, the only other thing I can see is some huge tragedy.
1: Yeah. Can and I, make- I wonder what the long-term implications are of politics becoming the purview of the courts and rendering the other two branches, at least at the federal level, almost entirely irrelevant, like Congress and the presidency. Well, whatever happens there, it's just it's been ground to a halt, like nothing functions. And I'm, I'm projecting ahead in time we, yep. where we will eventually get to the point where the presidency will be completely ineffectual. Congress will be completely ineffectual. The entire political debate will happen and get fought in the halls of the judiciary. And I don't know what that means for the long run. <laughs> that
5: basically two branches of government, yeah. Or, lunatics, and, you know, yeah. or five lunatics and one three-quarter lunatic, um, you know, in charge of, of our Supreme Court because they stole two seats from us. Yeah. There's nothing good uh, that can, I mean, that's the problem is that even what I'm talking about right now, even if there was the will on the left mm-hmm. to wake the fuck up and realize that we are being targeted, um, with this vicious, malicious talk that there's nothing, I mean, these are terroristic threats. Yeah. These are encourage the kinds of people that showed up outside that Moms Demand Action, um, you know, meeting, if you remember those famous pictures in Texas, a bunch of fucking fat white guys showed up with assault rifles. Mm-hmm. Tell me, how is that not killing free speech? Right. How is that not, how making those threats and then showing up with your big fucking gun, how is that not, abrogating our right to freedom of assembly when we can't assemble politically safely with the knowledge that we won't walk out or be carried out filled with bullets. Mm -hmm. And uh, but, you know, and so I could see courts saying that we're out of balance now, that in our new system where you're not just a lunatic screaming on the corner, but you're somebody with a Twitter account that may have a million followers. You know that that this is a real threat. The problem is that this Supreme Court—I mean, it's hard enough getting fucking people on the left to realize the danger we're in and that that it's out of whack and that you can actually be a huge believer in, in the First Amendment as I am—but yeah. but have it applied on specific, you know, constant attacks and lies about somebody that demonize them, being something that that need that you're, you you pay a price for. Um, but this court will never do it, so it doesn't mm-hmm. fucking matter. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah.
1: Well, it's a matter of protecting democracy while not destroying democracy in the course yep. of trying to protect it. Because oftentimes what can happen is if you're trying to protect your political system and you start to use authoritarianism as a means to protect it, then it's no longer the political system that you're protecting. You've now moved in, into, into new right. territory. <laughs> it's yeah, all, but
5: everything is about a balance. <laughs> right. Right. Everything right. is about finding the right balance. And I think, I'm not talking about like <laughs> free speech um and i'm not talking about you know but but i do feel like we're in a position now where a disproportionate amount of power resides with people who have platforms owned by crazy people like elon musk mm-hmm. and allows them to go on those platforms because he allowed everybody back on and either lie so viciously about covid that when, knowing that you're lying that you get people to do things so they die yeah which i think you should be held liable for too yeah. or Saying things that are so uh, such monstrosities about other people that are blatantly false and you know to be false that you encourage others to commit violent acts against them. Right. I, I'm, I'm these these two kinds of things to me should be actionable. It is different than you know whether you can I mean say fuck or shit or whether you can you know whatever you can. I mean again I believe in free speech to the point where. We've lost our balance and we're losing our democracy. Authoritarianism Mm -hmm. to protect democracy is no good. But you know what else is no good to protect democracy? such First Amendment extremism that you won't do anything about the people who are encouraging the ones who try to kidnap leaders who have January 6th type attacks on our government because they will be successful eventually. Mm -hmm. And then great. The first amendment was wonderful. Now we have no amendments left.
1: All right, my friend, where can people find your YouTube channel and watch your videos in addition to following so, you on Twitter, Mastodon, counter yes. social and blah, 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 post, everything else. We've all got like now thousands of social media to, platforms. To, yeah.
5: All right, folks, here you go. There right, um, we go. It's it, it, Most of the stuff is, is, you know, at Cliff Schechter and Twitter. It's on post it's at cliff schecter also i'm on there not quite as much as twitter but on there a decent amount Uh and then the big place where i want people to go because it's the place i'll be when if all that shit comes crashing down is my youtube which is at c schecter um so just letter c and schecter and and, um where we produce some videos every day come find us there and uh you know and it's even it's the blue amp channel now um is the name of the channel because i was told by the the marketing experts that I had to do a better job of branding everything. So I've got Blue Amp Strategies, oh. my firm, Blue Amp Action, my email list, and now Blue, the Blue Amp channel, my YouTube channel. Yeah. So there you go.
1: <laughs> that's funny because I made a similar transition as far as focusing more on branding because I'm terrible at branding. I'm terrible at promotion. And so I talked to a couple of people who I really, really trust, and they're like, yeah, maybe some more branded content. So that's what I'm trying to do. I don't even know if it's going to nope. work, but that's what it is. That's what <laughs> I was told. Do. I need
5: to do a better job. I mean, I'm better at advising others than myself mm-hmm. on these things, as many of us are. But I, I looked at it. I'm like, okay, it makes sense. So <laughs> right. I am where I am.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to put all the links in the description, of course, for anyone interested. Uh, you can just go to BobSuska.com. Uh, scroll down, find the link for today's episode, and uh, you'll find everything you need there. Thank you so much, my friend. It was great talking to you again.
5: Always my pleasure. And seriously, thanks for having me on. All right. Just a lot of fun, man. Yeah,
1: yeah, we'll meet up again maybe uh, next month.
5: Sounds like a plan. Take take care. Bye-bye. You too.
3: Bye.